0: Man, time is going by so fast. Okay. So, um, season four, episode 10, theme of lonely progress. This one is mental limitations. And this segment is about how modern day Navajos that set themselves up for failure by mentally letting laziness affect their relationship and life goals. And, you know, my point about this is You know, just like what I was saying about earlier, about in in segment number two uh, was about uh, falling into like a a mind reading uh, rotation or a mind reading cycle where a lot of these um, Navajos, you know, they've, excuse me, they've pretty much gotten to the point where you got to read their minds, you know. And that's why a lot of people that I say that were helping me, they backed away or I don't even know if they backed away. Did they just temporarily just, you know, just take a walk? (laughs) Did they just, um, did they really hate me for something I did or something I said? Was it a podcast episode? Was it uh, an event? Was it, um, the way I promoted, you know, the cemetery cleanup? I don't know, you know, because Navajos are just, they just shut down and the way the world is moving nowadays, the more you shut down, the more the world moves on without you, the more corporations and those with big money can influence you on the way you think. And um, just like what's going on with uh, politics, for example, you got your Republicans and your Democrats and they're going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth about this and that. And, you know, some of them, um, they have good points. Some of them don't, um, some of it can be easily contradicted. And, you know, so that's just where I don't really get involved with all that. Yeah. I just do, um, express my opinion because I'm a veteran and it is my, you know, first amendment, right. Freedom of ah, freedom of speech. And I can't even talk, you know, but um, that's why you know what I'm saying about this is with uh, mentally limiting, you know, yourself. Especially if you're resed out, John. You know, when when are you going to stand up for yourself? When is it going to be time for you to grow a backbone and say, you know what? I think that Native Ravager is right. Yeah, he's got a big mouth and he won't shut the hell up. And you know, whatever people say about me, but then. You know, you could also say, but he is right. You know, we do have that First Amendment right. And, you know, if it's going to be taken away from us someday, which it could, you know, I mean, the possibilities are always there, then wouldn't you want to at least be known for saying something, having that one last final statement or are mentally you're going to be like, well, I better not say anything. I don't want to say anything. If I say something, I'm going to get in trouble. If I, if I speak out against my new world order leaders and masters, you know, they're going to give me a harsher job cracking bigger boulders or, you know, have me do like a suicide death mission of, uh, connecting cable lines and power, high, high voltage power wires together, you know, something like that. So it's just basically all this, uh, what the nonprofit, what I'm trying to push across is that, you can't limit yourself you know that mental limit limitations is pretty much coming from the indoctrination it's just coming from our navajo nation schools where you're like it goes hand in hand with the uh, finances you know where they only teach you what you want what you need to know about becoming an employee And just getting that paycheck, getting that. I always wondered what 401k was. I guess that's like retirement money. But um, now, you know, with entrepreneurship, you have to find ways to make money, to get money. And that's why with this nonprofit, it's kind of showing these other veterans. And not even just veterans. I mean, just like the Clagato people and those on Facebook that follow the Clagato veteran page. Just letting them know that, um, you know, with, um, with entrepreneurship, you have to find your own money. You gotta, you gotta get out there because America has the most, what was it? Billionaires per capita, as they say, than any parts of the world. And then Gallup, New Mexico, from what I understand, has the most millionaires in one location, um, you know, than any other city in the world, not even, um, what do you call that place? New York city, you know, not even Los Angeles, not even the bigger cities like, uh, Chicago and all that Miami. It's mostly because the reservation is right there and natives need to go to Gallup to get their goods and services. And um, what I've been trying to push to the, um, veteran agency for for about a good five, six years is telling them if we do come up with a, um, with a business plan, we can start to manufacture our own goods and services. So we limit that long distance travel to go to Gallup. And depending on what part of the reservation you're on, it may limit you, excuse me, it may limit you your travel to go to like, Albuquerque, Farmington, Cortez, Colorado, Salt Lake City, Utah, Phoenix, Arizona, you know, all these places (laughs) that are border towns. And um, they're the ones that are making money off of us veterans. And us veterans are like, oh, yeah, well, we're entitled to free money. And then when you get the money, it's like, oh, let's go in the border town and buy this and that. And then it's already all gone because, you know, you had to spend money on gas, you had to spend money on food. Because when you travel, you get hungry, man. That's just, there's just no way about it, man. And like for me, when I, when I go to do all this travel, damn, I get so hungry, but I dread the summertime because it gets so hot. And even though I have the windows down, cause you know, I just don't have AC, I'll be drinking a lot of water, um, get some Gatorade, get some of the vitamin water, get some of that, um, whatever's cold, maybe even just soda, you know, but Those slushies, oh man, those those really hit the spot, you know, on those really hot, dry days. So anyways, with that being said, the um, the limitations, oh boy, the limitations of uh, the way these guys, um, for the tribe, the way they've been, um, you know, the way it affects their relationship. That really goes into... Um, some of the things I want to say about relationships as far as na- the Navajo nation goes, I'm not going to be talking about uh, outside the res. I'm not going to be talking about the cities or the other races. That's their, that's their own thing. You know, I'm not going to go try to analyze all that, but looking at the way Navajo relationships are not working out. Um, a lot of it is obviously has to do with open communication, you know, or communication actually, because the, I don't know where this came from, but I, I was affected by this too. Where I thought, as a Navajo man, the female had to come up and show interest, mm-hmm. then you go pursue them. That was what uh, the the teachings I got off of my uncles, my cousins, when I was a when I was a little chumey, and um, you know, I was trying to come up in the world, and um, <laughs> bad choice of words, but. You know, when you're a teenager and you're trying to understand women or girls, the female side, that it gets real tricky when you have these older guys that are your role models. You look up to them and they're telling you this information. You think that's the way it is. So as you grow older and you come to find out, well, how come that hot chick that, you know, I find so attractive is not coming up to me? You know, I know, you know, I'm you know, I I know there's something about me that that lady is attracted to or that girl, whatever. And then come to find out that she's, she is interested, but it's just you yourself limiting yourself because you're like, she's supposed to come up to me and talk to me because that's the way I was raised and taught. And it's like, well, apparently that's not how it works. You know, it's, that's not how it's done. Um, you as a man, you're supposed to go up to the woman and say, hello, you know, my name is whatever, and slowly, casually start off, you know, the conversation about how much you're interested in the in the female that you're pursuing, and but don't be too needy, don't be too clingy, don't be too cliche, uh, you can be a bad boy, which is kind of stupid, because I don't, I think bad boys are a bunch of pussies, but um i'd rather say you know just be original be yourself and then talk to that young lady and you know just make sure that you're in charge stay in charge of that relationship because that's what they're looking for and that's where i think a lot of navajo guys fail because they become too needy um in season 2 i was talking about one of my cousins um I, get, I think she gave me a ride or I gave her a ride into town. Oh, no, no. She gave me a ride into town because I got a flat tire. And um, I was telling her, um, I said, your ex. And she had been this guy with this guy for like 10 years or something. They finally broke up. And I said, you know, your ex right there, was he I, – I know he was uh, the leader of a gang. He was uh, – I said, yeah, that's probably why you 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 went for him is because he was a badass. She goes, yeah, I did. You know, he had scars and tattoos and, you know, he, he's been in jail. He was a part of a gang. And I said, well, tell me this. I said, um, when he got sick, like he got the flu or he caught a cold, did he act like a baby? She goes, yes. She's all, <laughs> she goes, it was embarrassing. She goes. I said, damn, really? Mr. Mister Badass right there? He um, he's acts like a total baby when he gets sick? She goes, yeah. And I said, damn, man, that's too bad. I, and I told her, I said, I'm doing this podcast and I do this Rezzed Out Relationship Advice segment and I'm going to use this. I think I did do that. But, um, but anyways, yeah, that's pretty much what she told me was that, um, yeah, she liked him because he was the bad boy. But once he got sick, that teeny weeny weeny little cold really kicked his ass and he acted like a child and a baby and he wanted like her to uh, nurture him and and you know to me you know i was talking to my sister about it and she's, she's like yeah that's totally unfair because as women goes um as far as women goes just basically women you know i'm not trying to get all technical but um, they want to be babied, you know, they want to be coddled. They want to, they want the attention if they get sick. But what happens is when they're, when they are sick and their man's not, then he's like out there is, Oh, well, I'm going to go, go out with the guys and hang out. And he takes off and, um, you know, goes to the clubs or whatever, meets up with other chicks. And no, that's not, that's not like everybody, you know, obviously there are exceptions where some Some guys, they're just like, you know, they'll stick by their woman and they'll help them out. But, you know, it is a lot of work to take care of a woman, man. I take care of my mom and, oh, man, that lady is in constant shifting gears. She's hungry. She needs to go to the restroom. She wants to get out of the house. She wants to go back to the house. She wants to go shopping. She wants me to go shopping. She wants me to pick up this and that. How come I didn't get this? How come I didn't get that? Uh, And then, you know, I got to go back in the store and do that. Then she's like complaining about stuff that really doesn't have to do with her, like, um, you know, the U S government or the tribal government. And she talks about other people's problems. Oh man, it's just constantly shifting. So it's a lot of work, but, um, it's, it's pretty good in training as far as, um, learning how to, um, you know, help somebody. And then, um, so going back to the, so that's where that limitation part comes from. My brain was limited on what I thought I was supposed to bring to the table of, you know, the, the dating table, dating women, you know, but it's not like that, you know, that's what I finally discovered. But, but anyways, that's where, um, that's how it affects these relationships because it goes back into that mind reading again, you know, the, either the, the female wants the male to read her mind or, you know, the male wants the female to read his mind and um that's just kind of like a another game where if you if you play that stupid game you win a stupid prize and whatever stupid prize that is that's what you're going to get so um also uh the expectations when you do mental limitations you don't you don't expect much, man, and nobody really expects much from you. So that's where that kind of really screws with um, the way people are trying to be trying to push for progress in business out here. And like I said, that's why this nonprofit, that's why it's here. Learn from it, you know, learn how to do a business because there's only so much you can do as far as um, depending on the tribal government. Now it was great that they gave out those hardship checks, but the process to give those out, damn man, it was just like not even worth getting. But and then in the end, who still has their hardship check? I don't. You know, I don't even have like a penny left over that I could show that I actually got it. Um, so that's how that's how it is. You know, just if you're not, if you're just mentally limiting yourself to what's around you. You're just going to get the bare minimum. Yeah, you may be happy for a while. You got $1,500 from the tribal government. But the way price and cost has risen, the cost of living has risen, that $1,500 is just like 5 bucks. you know. It's going to be gone within a matter of no time unless you know how to budget and unless you know how to, you know, do invest in a business or invest in gold and silver coins like I had been saying. So... <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so anyways, um, also, you know, with that, the, you know, the mind games, uh, from, um, just the mental limitation part, you know, just setting themselves up for failure and letting, uh, laziness take effect, you know, that ultimately costs their relationship, which may be the reason why it leads to domestic violence, so when I hear the word domestic violence, I think of my dad being lazy, but when he would get drunk and he would beat up my, uh, my mom, it kind of showed that that laziness, it, it affected him because he was laying there all day watching TV. My mom was out at work. She was working as a, uh, a school um, teacher's aide and she would get her paycheck and my dad would take it from her. And he'd go off and drink with it. And, you know, when he'd come back, he'd be all, like, broke. And she's like, well, we need food. Then, because he was the way he was, he had to go out and find a job and work and bring back some food. And then then he'd stop again. Then he'd quit. You know, he wouldn't – he'd just hang around and watch TV and get fat and all that. So that right there is my motivation for not – wanting to be like my father in in that regard you know I don't want to be chasing women around and I don't want to be hanging out at bars and clubs and trying to prove I'm a man because I can hang out with you know the nastiest crowd or the you know I could drink more alcohol than the next guy you know it, to me that wasn't how I wanted to prove I was I didn't even want to prove I was a man. I just wanted to prove that I existed basically. So it wasn't so much that I was a man or not a man. It was just like, Hey, I'm here man. I exist. And, um, and when, you know, things, when I came back here to Clagato and I found out that things were just the same for the next veteran, I was like, damn, how did we get ourselves into this shit? You know? And, you know, That's where this podcast definitely would come in handy. So I'm really hoping that it does help out. I mean, if you don't see eye to eye with me on views of politics or religion, even though I don't really try to go into those uh, subjects too much, but if you hear what I said in the past about religion and um, politics and you don't agree with me, then that's fine. But hopefully it'll get your brain thinking. It'll get you saying well, I don't, I don't agree with him because for these reasons, for this reason, for that reason. And I'm like, it's a free country, man. You can believe whatever you want. You know, you can, you can voice whatever opinion, you know, I help support the constitution of the United States, you know? So I'm like, if you want to say something and you want to say, uh, you know, fuck that, uh, native ravager over there, he's a fucking idiot. You know, it's like, well, then you have the freedom of speech. You can say it, you know, uh, I have no problem with it, but you know, you know, learn the, um, learn not to really have mental limitations. If you want to attack something, if you really don't want to, you know, be a part of it, then you can say something about it, but don't limit yourself because once you start doing that, you start doing what we've done so far. And that is, um, ruin these relationships. And, um, you know, I'm guilty of that too. Well, not beating up women, but just kind of, um, not having a great outlook on, um, the relationships and just like women in general and me, you know, having the, uh, the thought process that, oh, it's the female that has to come up to you. You know, that's, that those are very rare, um, situations, but when they do happen, you know, I, I don't know what the success rate of that is. Do the couple stay together? Does the guy realize what she went through to step up to him? Does He realized how lucky he is because a lot of women are afraid of rejection and just like us men, you know, but, um, the ones that do step up and, you know, try to get the guy's attention, you know, at least give them some credit, you know, but if it's, um, someone shy, they're probably not going to really come up to you. And, um, all those hidden little signs and signals that women give out, you know, that's probably where, um. That's probably where you know it makes um, it makes people who want progress to limit themselves while someone like me who didn't limit myself went after what I was doing., you know, like I said, even though I didn't know shit about nonprofits, I was able to learn, teach myself, and now, I'm in a position where I'm putting posting, uh, where I'm hosting events. So, if um, if you're too afraid to, you know, follow that type of a dream, then um, you know, just look at how I'm doing it, and um, don't be afraid to ask, man. I'm always here. I'm always willing to help. And um, if you don't like what I'm saying on the podcast, you disagree with something with me, I'm always uh, I got an open ear. I got an open mind. You know, I'm always willing to listen. But anyways. So let's go ahead and uh, end that segment right there. And we'll go ahead and jump on to the fourth segment of the night. This one is Lonely Leadership.